Stay connected to gratitude. Hit the follow button right now and join thousands of listeners tuning in each week. We're the gratitude seekers. Come join us. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. In January of 2003, our guest from today was found dead in the bathroom of a small restaurant. He had been dead for over half an hour. When the paramedics arrived, they put him in a body bag and took him away. But the rookie paramedic had a feeling and decided to risk his career break all protocols, and try to resuscitate Vincent. It worked. He restarted Vincent's heart, and uh, after three days of coma, he gained consciousness and has lived a full life since. Our guest, Vincent Todd Tolman, was born in Arlington, Texas, and died 20 years ago on January 18, 2002. Since coming back, he has traveled around the world, living in both Cambodia and Thailand. He has worked as a home builder, computer technician, and producer for the television and film industry. He loves animals, meditating, and spending time in nature. His greatest priorities are his relationship to his creator, his family, and the people he meets. Currently, he lives in Las Vegas, Nevada, with his wife, Andrea, and their two children. And now, he's here with us on the Gratitude Podcast. Welcome, Vinny, to the Gratitude Podcast. Thank you very much, George, and it's, it's my pleasure to be here to speak with you today. I'm so happy that we, we get to speak, and uh, I want to start with this, because if that paramedic wasn't, uh, would have wouldn't have been so inspired to do something about the situation in which you were, what we're doing right now wouldn't have been possible. So yeah, it's it's amazing just starting from that. Yeah, it, it is, um, you know, uh, this the rookie paramedic that broke protocol to resuscitate a body out of a, out of a body bag because my body was in a body bag at that point. Um, and it had been so for a, at least a 45 minutes at that point. And uh, he broke that protocol, felt a prompting, felt inspired to go ahead and try to, res- you know, try to resuscitate this one. He felt the the direct message that this one's not dead, that he mm-hmm. needed to try. And so he did. And, you know, the other two medics, it was a, a three-man team. There was two veteran medics in the front of the ambulance and this rookie sitting in the back staring at the body bag um he he wanted to make a difference he did you know this isn't something that is normal this isn't something that you know is is very often ever done but he he did he broke that protocol and resuscitated the heart at least the rest of the body it took quite a while i was i was brain dead for 3 days so the brain took 3 days to come back but the uh, and you know, modern science says the brain doesn't ever come back. And you know, my teen, my teenage daughter might argue that at that point with you, but uh, I think my brain's back. 
because <laughs> I've been, I've been, old, I've been alive for 20 years since. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that one. Yeah, um, this is amazing. And uh, for me, the, the first thing that I'm I'm thinking about is um, how how fragile life is and how amazing it is just to have this moment together to be here and to be able to speak about this it's something that wouldn't have happened if um, if the the rookie paramedic didn't didn't do what he he felt inclined to do and um yeah it's for me it's it's really special and uh, i i really appreciate this moment and the fact that we we get to speak about this um this experience of yours and i'm really curious about what happened in the meantime so uh can you tell us a little bit what happened what you remember from um from that period well i i witnessed everything uh i witnessed them bagging the body i was watching all of it from above and i watched them bag the body i watched them take it away i even saw the message get delivered, the inspiration or intuition get delivered to that rookie medic. I saw him receive it uh, even, and I saw him follow it and open that body bag, resuscitate the body. I saw them transfer the body to a hospital, uh, to an ER emergency room. And it, it was so surreal because it was, it was outside of me. I was watching from above, but me, was up here. So I felt very disconnected, but yet I still was plugged in. I could hear and feel all the emotions and and thoughts of anybody or in, in that area or that space of the body. And as they, they did get the body to come back and transfer it to the hospital, uh, they the, the body did go into some seizures. And at that point, they restrained the body. They had to put these straps down on the arms and the legs. And at that point, I, I felt someone strapping me. That was the first inkling or first understanding that I had that everything I'd been watching was me, was actually me, not not external to me, but it was actually me. And mm-hmm. um, it was very scary at first, very scary, because, you know, you have this this natural fear of death. It's kind of programmed in us here to help us survive and everything. And I had that fear starting to come over me that how, how could I be so dumb and how could I be such an idiot to not know that I was just watching my own death. And as that was overtaking me, um, I felt this warmth and this love come from behind me. And this warmth and love started to wash all the fear away and started to make me feel a love that I've never felt before in my life. I turned around and I see this man. I see this man. He's gl- it. He literally is glowing of light. Light. Light is coming off of him, and he's wearing all white. He's got a white beard and long white hair, and very pink skin that you know glistens with light. He light was literally coming from inside his his being. Everything on him just emitted light, and I noticed that this this light was also love. And as it was coming off of him, that's what it was making me feel so loved was it was all coming from him. And of course, my first instinct is, oh, you're God. 
And he, he kind of lovingly chuckled and he said, no, son, I'm not God, but I'm here to be your guide. And I'm here to help you go wherever you would like to go. I'm here to help you go back to your body if you want, or I'm here to help you go anywhere you'd like to go in the universe. And so I told him, I said, well, where are you? I want to go where you're from. Wherever this, this love that I'm feeling coming from you, I want to go to the source of that. And he, he smiled and said, well, that's your home. We can go to your home. And so we began to do our journey um, to, to my home and, and to all of our home. That's where we all come from. And we began this journey. It was a three-day journey. I was, you know, I was brain dead for three days. And so during those three days, we went on this journey. And I had to, I had to learn a lot. You know, I was raised Christian. I was raised evangelical Christian. I thought I already knew everything I needed to know to get into heaven but I didn't. There was quite a lot more that I had to understand. And it wasn't that it was different from my Christian beliefs. It was just more. I had to understand more about my own beliefs and fully embody authenticity to my beliefs. And then I was, I could get into heaven. And I did. I, I went through that process of, of learning as well as traveling. So we were moving through space while I was learning and and eventually we got to the actual space of heaven and we touched down in this this amazing beautiful space that just the grass makes me cry to think about it just the trees the flowers the the water everything there the air it's everything there is so full of this powerful love and and light it it all glows so even the grass itself there was light coming from within it the flowers there was light coming from within it so when the first thing you notice when you get there is the colors are very different because light is coming from within everything you get so many more colors that you don't get here you know if mm-hmm. you if you made something that was you know maybe like a lamp or where light is coming from in the, within the lamp that's a flower or something like that you can get different colors that way here but still the way it is there everything has so many different colors that we don't get to see here and um it was very profound i i i put my my feet on the ground and actually felt and connected to this consciousness this love um, of the creator. It, it was definitely God. You could feel that God was within everything there in this space. And that, yes, there is a God. There is really a creator, um, a source. You know, you can call it whatever you want to call it. You can call it Allah. You can call it, uh, um, you know, Krishna or whatever. You can call it whatever you want to call it. You can call it God. You can, you know, the creator doesn't care what name you call. Uh, the creator cares that you connect. The creator cares that you care. And that's what uh, I learned so much there as I, as I touched down and I started to experience the, the experience of heaven and the connectedness, the all permeating love that is everywhere there, everywhere there. I got to experience that. It was so profound and, and life-changing for me. Wow. This is wonderful, and when you when you began talking about your experience, I I got goosebumps. 
Um, and you, you mentioned uh, that you learned a lot uh, while traveling through through that space. What do you feel is the some of the most important things that you've experienced there, that you've learned there? Well, I was able to break down. Uh, I learned a lot, and and I learned more than just ten principles. But I essentially broke it down to ten major principles that encompass what I did learn there. And it, number one principle I learned, the first thing I, I was I was encouraged to learn was how to be authentic, how to be the real version of me. And who was me? You know, who who is Vinny? Who what is my my authentic self? And I was shown how in our lifetime, when we're very young, we're we're extremely authentic. When we're very old, we're we're very authentic. So, you know, coming into this life and w- before we leave this life, we're very authentic um, on the transition in and the transition out. But for some reason, in between those years, we become very um, inauthentic or non-authentic because we we tend to put up different um, aspects to who we are to the outside world. But inside, we're different than what we show to the outside world. Until we get to our very old age, then we start peeling off those layers and we don't we don't really care what the outside world cares about or thinks of us anymore. And we just we're us, you know, we're our real self. And and I was shown that it's so important for us in this life to stop doing that, to stop putting on a fake version of you. Don't do it for work. Don't do it for friends. Don't do it for family. Be your real self, you know, authentically speak your truth lovingly to all those around you and and really honor the 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 authentic feelings and and personality of who you are and don't be afraid to be vulnerable that's the number one reasons why why we put on these different personalities to who we are is because we're afraid of being vulnerable but what's very amazing is the most learning experiences that we can have in life are the most vulnerable experiences. The, sometimes when you feel the most vulnerable, you're growing the most. So it's mm-hmm. it's quite important for us to, to embrace these vulnerable moments and be authentic. That's the first thing I had to understand. And then next I had to understand the purpose of life. And, you know, I, being raised Christian, I thought we were we were sent here to earth to be judged. And then the good ones go to heaven, the bad ones go to hell. And that's what I really believed. Spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning up after each meal. Stress-free eating is just one click away this spring. Factor's delicious meals range from calorie-smart, keto-protein plus to vegan and veggie, and they're ready in just two minutes. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com slash gratitude50 
to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. And what I learned is, is that's not the case. Life is not a courtroom. Life is a classroom. We're here to learn and not to be graded, but to learn. And we grade ourselves. So it, we're able to um, rise to the level that we believe we deserve or we believe we've, we've been able to achieve through our understanding and through our love. Um, that's what life is all about. So, you know, we're, we're in this heaven space before we came here and we realized we couldn't make any of our own decisions because we're so close to the creator. Anything the creator wants, we want. So for us to exercise our free agency, our free choice, we had to leave home. And it's funny because we have to do that here as well. As children, mm -hmm. as we grow up and we, we start wanting to make our own decisions, one of the first big things we have to do is we have to move out. We have to move away from home. So that's what we did. We moved away from home. And in the process, we went through a veil of forgetfulness. That veil prevents us from remembering where we came from or feeling that tremendous amount of love that the creator has for us. Because that love is so strong that if we could even remember it, it would influence our decisions too much and we would not have free agency here. So it's so important for us to even forget where we came from so that we can make our choices. We could grow those choice muscles and we could, we could learn our, our ability to create through our choices and through our thoughts. And, and that led me to my next thing that I learned is that we need to love everyone. And when I say everyone, I mean everyone, the mm -hmm. good, the bad, the mean, the pretty, the ugly, the, you know, everybody we've got to learn to love. Now we don't have to love what they do, but we need to love them, who they are. And I mean, everybody. And the, then the, that, that brought me to my next principle, which is, to listen to your inner voice, listen to your intuition. So, you know, what that medic did, that rookie medic, when he listened to mm -hmm. his intuition, he saved a life. And we need to all listen to our intuition. When, and if we don't feel that we have an intuition or we don't have this gut instinct, if we don't feel we have that, we need to figure out how to have that for ourselves. And, and you know, I myself, I, I teach people that. I coach people on that, how to build a stronger relationship with your intuition. And then that brought me to my next uh, principle of learning to use technology responsibly. Because technology is a tool that can help us or hurt us. And if you're not sure what it's doing, it's probably hurting you. Uh, because if it's not helping you, it's definitely not helping you, then it's hurting you. So we, we have to be very aware of where technology is hurting us and where it is helping us and use it wisely. And then that, that brought me to understanding that I needed to release prejudice. That was the next principle. So prejudice is something that I didn't feel I had. I have two sisters that are Korean and I myself, I'm, 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 uh, I call myself a European mutt because I've got uh, a lot of different uh, European culture in my blood. I even have a little Cherokee Indian in my blood. Um, I've got some, some Irish, Welsh, and uh, German, Swedish, 
mix going on with a little bit of uh of uh of italian also in there and you know um i needed to learn how to release prejudice to all people it didn't matter their their race their religion their lifestyle i needed to release all judging and and better than that i needed to go one step further i needed to stop judging others for anything that they do or or say or look and and i still work on that on a regular basis because inherently we we tend to judge people that's how we live and it's important that we don't because as we judge others we judge ourselves three times harder so mm-hmm. we have to get to this process where we're not judging others so that we don't judge ourselves is very important and then that brought me to my next principle which is the seventh principle which is exercise the power of creation and you know where do we create it starts with our magic wand and what is the magic wand of creation it's our thoughts and our intentions so if you can control and direct your thoughts and intentions you can literally create or destroy so our magic wands of this world are our thoughts and intentions it begins there and from there through qu- literally quantum physics is proven our thoughts and intentions begin to change the atomic structure of the world around us the atoms start moving differently after we 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 broadcast our thoughts and intentions into the world into the universe so it's it's very important for us to be cognizant and be conscious of what we program with our thoughts and intentions because that is where we create that is the power of creation and then that led me to my eighth principle which is avoiding negative influences meaning that we have to understand what what in our life is of, is influencing us in a negative way so many of us we don't realize we are like ferraris or lamborghinis and we go to the garbage dump and we start shoving garbage in our fuel tank and then we pull away and we say why do i feel so bad i don't understand i feel so bad why do i feel so bad it's because we allow too much garbage we allow too much trash in our in our system in our body and i don't mean just food i mean actual energy of any kind that means uh you know sometimes entertainment that sometimes news that sometimes sports we have to be very careful about what we allow in our being in who we are and avoid the it, these negative influences and and that led me to my ninth principle which is understanding that there is divine purpose even in evil that for us to have a good we have to have an evil and if there is no good and there is no evil there is no choice to be made so we must have both we have to have both so we have to understand good and we have to understand evil and there is purpose to both and then the last principle that i learned is is i think one of the most important ones is that we are all one on god's hand so we are all fingers on god's hand and for one of us to hurt another we are inherently only hurting ourselves 
And when we hurt ourselves, we are hurting everyone. So it's important for us to understand how that impacts life. That when we care for ourselves, we care for everyone. And when we care for others, we are inherently caring for ourselves. Which is beautiful for, for us to implement in our lives. We can understand that when we serve others, we are serving God. We are serving ourselves. And that's, that was the last principle I learned as I, as I essentially got to the heaven space and got to see heaven and see what it was all about. Wonderful. Just wonderful. Didn't want to, to interrupt you there. I, I loved the, the, the flow and um, how beautiful uh, you went from one principle to another and how they're connected as we are. And uh, yeah. I think just just what we're doing right now, we are so many miles away from each other and still we're, we're able to connect and the listeners are going to be able to connect to this energy to us speaking from so many parts of the world. So I think it's yeah. um, a really good example of how connected we really are and we can really be. Yeah, absolutely. And and we we have the ability to make it a, an important impact on the on the universe by our actions, our thoughts, our intentions. And I I you know, I really try to embody these 10 principles that I learned and I've learned uh kind of these little hacks uh to make it better and easier for us to to digest and implement in our lives. And I I've discovered this principle called the hour of power. And that is mm-hmm. to understand that the first half hour, the first 30 minutes before you go to bed and the, and, and the first 30 minutes when, when you go wake up. So last 30 minutes at the end of your day, the first 30 minutes at the beginning of your day, this is your hour of power. And what you allow inside your hour of power, that tends to be who you are worshiping, who or what you are worshiping in your life. So if you first, you know, when you first wake up, if you go do a meditation or you do prayer or you read scripture, you read Torah, you read the Quran, or you go and you go walking, you go exercising, you are honoring your hour of power. You're really connecting to the force of life. Now, alternatively, if the first thing you do is uh, pick up your phone and look at the news, you look at the war statistics, you look at sports, you look at the financial numbers. If you're, if this is what you're looking at right when you wake up and you're also checking it before you go to bed, this is your religion. This essentially is what you worship. And it's important for us to be aware that uh, we could worship cars, we could worship sports, we could worship financial data, we could worship um, uh NFTs, you know, we could worship uh, uh, antiques. We could worship. We could literally worship our kids too, which you know that's that's not such a bad thing. But at the same time, um, we need to be be aware that even though as as parents, as as you know, parents to children, it's important for us to to still give ourselves our own hour of power to connect to the divine. And if we do. 
We're going to have more space to love our children. We're going to be better connected to the creator so we know how to care for our children in the best way. So, you know, it, it really benefits us to do this. And, you know, that's one little trick that I've learned, one little principle that I've learned with, uh, you know, from these 10 principles uh, of my experience. Yeah, I love this idea. And it's it's indeed very powerful. And, um, and since you mentioned... Uh, children i think they they learn much more by by the things that we're doing and whether we love ourselves enough to give ourselves the this kind of time to be uh, more connected to be in a in a better state of mind and heart they will pick up on that and um, i think that's that's a powerful example that uh, we can give uh, the, the people around us in, in general, not just our children. Um, but I wanted to, to ask you something um, since the beginning, actually. I'm very curious on how did this uh, experience change your appreciation of life? I completely changed it. You know, I I didn't... I didn't really truly appreciate life before I was, I was living a life. I was 25 years old when this all happened. I was uh, quite successful in certain aspects of life and, and quite a failure in other aspects of life, but I didn't put near as much importance on family and on those who I care about. I felt what was important to me was entertainment what you know where and who i was going to be with on the weekend uh what movies i would see and what clubs i would go visit or what vacations i would go on or what kind of income i was earning that was so much a a priority for me it was these things and the last things that were important to me were family you know spending time with family and what's weird is spending time with nature i used to you know growing up every summer spend the almost the entire summer in the mountains and i really connected to god there i connected to my creator there and that was when as a child before my experience i i connected to the creator in nature but yet here i was as an adult 25 years old i was never putting myself in nature anymore i was staying away from nature i was nature to me was a club you know go go to a club on the weekend and so that that was a big change for me after my experience now the most important things to me are family it number one is family and and the relationships i have with the people i care about which i care about everyone around me i really do i care about uh co-workers i care about uh you know neighbors i care about anyone that i interact with on a regular basis and i that becomes my priority is whoever is in front of me, whoever I'm working with, that is the number one most important thing in my universe while I'm working with them. And, and, um, I do coaching myself. So that's, that's part of what I do is I really embody this, this loving every single being that I come in contact with. And I love it because, you know, the world wants you to believe you can only love so many people. You can only love so much. And that's true. That's not true at all. Your heart is not a a bucket. Your heart is a 
a straw or a flower, a flower of energy. It allows energy in and energy out. So you have mm -hmm. to uh, function this way. This is the healthiest way to function with the heart. Allow yourself to love um, as much as you can in this life because you can love everyone. You really can. And that's how I live differently is, is my family is so important to me. It is paramount. And then even more important than my family is my relationship with my creator. I make sure that I check in with my creator in my hour of power. The first thing I do when I wake up is I, I check in with my creator. The last thing I do right before I go to sleep is I check in with my creator. I make sure I, I maintain this very strong relationship with God um, so that I can feel that presence constantly and consistently every single day. And that's how I am different. I am a different person. A lot of people uh, didn't even, you know, this all happened 20 years ago now. I just celebrated my 20th death day. And there's some people that thought I really died because I disappeared from their world at that point. And it wasn't that I really did die. I, I did die, but I came back. Uh, but I never came back to the clubbing industry. I never came back to the the some of the career career and, and places that I used to work. So I I've become definitely a different person, a completely different person since then. I, I would hope to say a better person. But again, I don't judge. So I, I just say a very different person than I used to be. Spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning up after each meal. Stress-free eating is just one click away this spring. Factor's delicious meals range from calorie smart, keto protein plus, to vegan and veggie, and they're ready in just two minutes. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. <laughs> and what were some of the things that you uh, appreciated? So I had a, a really deep experience myself and um, after praying for a while, uh, when I felt that I, I hit rock bottom, um, the the answer for me was um, an experience of everything as it was new. You know, like uh, I was in the same place, um, in the same apartment, the same people, uh, with the same path. But I experienced everything. That's that exhilaration that you feel when when something is new. I felt that. And I'm curious if you had uh, a similar kind of experience with certain things. I did. Um, it's it's really kind of funny. I'll be watching a commercial or something, and I'll start to get teary eyed. Um, and it's because the, it's it comes from such a heartfelt space. 
uh, I get emotional about any time others are caring about each other. Um, mm -hmm. I really feel the love when people care about each other, especially strangers. When someone does something kind for a stranger, it really connects me to my creator there because in that space, I feel even, even in the fake version of that, you know, because they're doing it for a commercial or whatever, there's still the energy of that in there. And I feel that energy and it makes me emotional, you know, and I never was that way before, never, ever before. And then other times I'll be watching a movie or watching something real on TV and kind things are done for others. And when it is, it really connects to me. It really, it strums my heartstrings. It, it, it makes me react in a way I've never reacted. And, and like you, I see things differently now. I see things completely different. I also perceive differently. That's one kind of odd thing that after my experience, I now, I now have this almost like an ESP or extrasensory perception of other people. I now can, I know, I know how people are feeling. They don't have to tell me. I know just being near them. I feel how they're feeling. I know if they're doing good. I know if they're doing bad. I know if they're struggling. I don't know what they're struggling about but I know that they're struggling with things. So, you know, just being near people, I, I know about them. Um, sometimes I can plug into who they are remotely, like via, via phone call or via zoom or something. And even that way, I know what's, what's going on in their life. So I do see and experience the entire world differently uh, from my experience, from my, from what I saw and experienced there, it's changed me. It's changed me forever. Hopefully, I think that's that's wonderful. Um, and before our interview, I was I was thinking about my own experience from one year ago, and I, I know some of our listeners have uh, lost someone dear to them as well. Um, do you have a message for for the people listening that have lost loved ones? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the The hardest part of losing someone is the fact that you stay here and they go on. Uh, but what we don't have to do is we don't have to worry about uh, whether they continue on in life. They do. Every single one of us continue on in life. And most of us go right back home and home is heaven. Uh, most of us go right back there. A few of us hang out here and stay here on earth, uh, especially when our loved ones are feeling such ache and such pain. They tend to stay until we kind of get over them. And then, then that allows them to fully cross over. Now that doesn't mean that they leave us forever. That means just, that they allow the essence of who they are to cross over into heaven. Now, in while in the heaven space, though, anytime you think about them, anytime you say anything to them, they are instantly there with you and feeling what's going on around you. And even when you're not thinking about something, but something important is happening to you, they again are there with you and they're feeling it, they're seeing it, they're experiencing it with you. So, you know, our loved ones never really leave us ever even when they fully transition into the heaven space, they're never leaving us. It's just, it's kind of like going to a different frequency, a higher frequency of being, even though they're in the same space as us, they're there, they can hear and perceive what's going on. 
Um, this is such a wonderful perspective and so, so comforting knowing that it really, it really feels very good. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and, it, and it's 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 also nice to know that the those loved ones are so close to us as well because mm-hmm. uh, you know in our aching of losing them we feel so disconnected from them but it it's not that they're disconnected they're right there with us it's the fact that we can't feel love we're not allowing ourselves to feel love that's how that's how spirit communicates to us is through love so really the best way we can reconnect with our loved ones is to love them to to really feel and embody love without the ache without the sorrow of losing them um you know have that that love and that's where you can connect that's where you're going to be able to connect to them and and feel and perceive them even in their their space their higher frequency you can still sense and perceive them so you know, we've got to get into that loving space, even when we're aching and we miss them so much. Um, get to that space where you can really love them, and it's going to help you heal. It's going to help you connect to them in a way where you can perceive and feel them in your life. That this is so true. I, I'm getting goosebumps. Um, uh, last year, my father died, and I was. Um, it was really hard but the moment i i saw him the first moment when i saw him after he passed away i felt love and before that i was unsure i was shocked from some points of view and when i saw him i felt love and every other thought just faded away and for me that was amazing and it, it it's exactly what you what you just mentioned so yeah <laughs> it, it's funny but the the electricity or the internet of spirit is love that's how we yeah. communicate that's how we connect that's that's the energy of how we connect to spirit and you know a lot of people that are intuitive or mediums and that kind of thing they they essentially are really connected to the heart space that's where they're connecting to these people Mm-hmm. wonderful wonderful even before this i i believe in the, the power of love and the power of gratitude so these are my my two pillars let's say and um, yeah this this just makes me even more aware of how powerful and how how important this is and yeah i thank you so much for um for explaining this so beautifully and uh, i'm sure that for our listeners as well it was a really comforting um perspective and i'm sure that they 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 felt it as as uh, as deeply as as i did thank you for this yeah absolutely Wow. So uh, I don't want to miss something that I, I think <laughs> is quite interesting. Um, after coming back, you traveled around the world. You lived in Cambodia and Thailand. Mm-hmm. 
what prompted you to go there? So, um, you know, I, I actually did my living in Cambodia and Thailand before my experience, but since my mm -hmm. experience, I, I stay very connected to my loved ones there in both countries. And, and I, uh, you know, what brought me there originally was I, I went on a service mission uh, mm -hmm. where I went to, I actually went to teach Bible, but in that, at that time that wasn't really um, allowed. So what we taught is we taught English and we taught literacy and we taught a little bit of Bible here and there and, and, and even taught uh, a little bit of construction stuff. That, that's what my specialty was before I went. And um, it was, it was a very neat experience to go there. But while we were there in the Cambodian country they had a civil war so we uh you know during that civil war we did leave to thailand we were forced to leave it wasn't really our choice we didn't want to go we wanted to stay with the people but um the embassy and 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 the 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 church that we were working for we we went to thailand for a couple months so we got to have the the beautiful experience of celebrating the thai culture as well as the cambodian culture and i myself uh speak vietnamese fluently and wow. and did anyway and so i i actually really celebrate the vietnamese culture uh, and i actually got to go quite a few times as translator um uh, for my for my church and for uh, you know who i was representing while i was there and at the same time i i got to go my uh, go do some some really neat stuff there over the the period of living there. So you know, Cambodia, Thailand, and Vietnam—all three I got to experience while I was living out there for a couple of years. Spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning up after each meal. Stress-free eating is just one click away this spring. Factors delicious meals range from calorie smart, keto, protein plus to vegan and veggie. And they're ready in just two minutes. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Wow, wonderful. And did you pick up on some some things i'm really curious of course from from the perspective of gratitude i know um i've been through ba uh, to bali and in other places that i've seen people being very connected to to appreciation to the appreciation of life to gratitude um did you see anything similar to this there i did um i actually studied very heavily into uh, Buddhism and into Taoism while I was there, and 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 that, it was kind of like an interchange. I was working with um, some Taoists, and so what in working with them, I would teach them some Christianity. They would teach me their Taoism, and then I also uh -huh. did that with with Buddhism. 
and and Buddhism actually got very high level of education in the Buddhist faith, where I got to go up and see uh, some of the higher levels inside their pagoda or their wat, their temple, and I got to see some very familiar images of what Christians believe is the future they also believe is the future so there's some some really neat similarities between all these different religions and then i have my experience i go to heaven and i actually see that there are buddhists in heaven there's muslims in heaven there's jews in heaven there's there's all these people in heaven um and, you know gentile jew everybody there's all these different cultures there and and not not all of them are the same but if you if you are raised in Islam or if you're raised in um, some of these other religions, they teach you that you're the only one that's going to be in heaven. None of these other religions will be there. And it was it was, you know, very uh, enlightening for me to see that there was all these different religions there, that it wasn't about, um, you know, trying to believe in each other's gods, that we were all describing the same God. It's just we were describing it from a different point of view. And, and, and really that God, that creator, is the same God and creator of all these religions and, that we're describing. It's just these religions are mankind's way of trying to describe who God is and, and who God was and, and has been and will be for all of us. So, you know, it, it was really amazing to get into that, to learn that. And yes, I did learn the power of gratitude. I learned so strongly that it, if we can embody gratitude daily, we can change our biochemical structure of our body, that, that we can become healthier and better suited for life if we can make ourselves feel gratitude every day. And um, I, I call it an attitude of gratitude. If we can have that attitude of gratitude, if we can put down a little top 10 most things that we're grateful for and reread it every day, it keeps us in this sense of gratitude and it allows us to attract much more beautiful life for ourselves. It allows us to attract and bring in um, great successes that we wouldn't otherwise have. And it also allows us to attract better health in the physical body just by having gratitude. Um, whereas if you have the opposite, if you feel that you're a victim and you're constantly feeling you're a victim, uh, you're going to attract illness to yourself. You're going to attract more opportunities to feel that you're a victim. Uh, so, you know, it boils back down to what I learned, um, the power of creation. What our thoughts and what our intentions do is they broadcast to the universe and the universe reacts and starts bringing to us what we broadcast. And if we broadcast gratitude, it brings us more opportunities to feel gratitude. If we broadcast victimhood, it's going to give us more opportunities to become a victim. So, you know, it, it's like driving down the street and thinking, oh, I hope I don't hit that light pole. If you keep thinking that long enough, you'll drive right into that light pole. <laughs> That's just how it happens. So you got to go in the opposite and say, wow, I'm so grateful for that light pole that it gives me light at night. I'm so grateful for that light pole. It gives me light at night. You'll never hit that light pole. But it's just a change of thoughts. That's it. Change your thoughts and you change your reality.
That's so true. And yeah, I love how how visual you went with this. And yeah, it's it's uh, as you mentioned, or what we're focusing on, we we trend we tend to go towards. Uh, whether mm-hmm. consciously or unconsciously so yeah definitely and um, I would like to connect this to to your book the light after death we focus more on the light we we get to experience more more things that are related to the light to the uh, to the beautiful things in life uh, yeah compared to being a victim and just thinking about those things that are that are bad and that aren't working as they are supposed <laughs> to work. So um, tell us a little bit more about the book, about where it, it can be found. So the book, uh, you can find the, uh, my story on Amazon, Audible, and Kindle. Um, right now, the, the 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 paperback version is only available in the United States, but you can get the Kindle and the Audible internationally uh, if you would like to get the paper book internationally you can reach out through my website at livinggodslight.com again that's livinggodslight.com if you go out there you can you can message us and we can give you a price of what it would cost to send it to you wherever you live in the world and um, we do our best to uh, discount the book so that it helps offset the cost of the shipping because it is, you know, sometimes it's thirty to fifty dollars to ship one book from the United States to, you know, somewhere else in the world. So it's, uh, yeah, it's it's expensive to send it that way. But eventually, we're going to get international distribution. Uh, we're looking at setting that up by next year, uh, uh, so that people can, you know, get it uh, quicker and easier, and on Amazon internationally. So yeah, excellent, excellent. Good, so make sure you pick up the book. It's going to be an amazing experience as it was, as uh, the interview was. Thank you so much for being here with us, Vini, for sharing your story, for bringing your light to, to this podcast and uh, to, to shining uh, your light every day. Thank you. Thank you, George, and thank you for um, this gratitude podcast. This is a tool for for those who, you know, it's a, a good way that someone could kind of stimulate their gratitude muscles in their life. Is mm-hmm. you know, go check out this podcast, and you can uh, embody that attitude of gratitude in your own life, uh, especially as you hear other people's experiences. Um, and opportunities where they can find gratitude. So thank you for what you do. I really appreciate what you do. I appreciate you being the beacon of light that you are in this world. And I I can sense and feel that from you, that you are that beacon of love and light for others. And and thank you for following this mission to do this podcast, because it's not about how many people you reach. It's about reaching the right people, the people who need this. And that's that's really what you're doing is you're creating an opportunity for those who need this to to get this and and make a difference in the world. So thank you and kudos to you, props to you, respect and love to you for what you do in, in with the podcast.
Exactly. Thank you so so much. I I really appreciate your your kind words. Thank yeah, absolutely. Much. My pleasure. My pleasure, George. And it's been awesome to speak with you today. Definitely. Same here. Hey, gratitude seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Are you experiencing more lack in your life than you used to? Unfortunately, some things are not in our control, but we can control how we see them. Join me on a seven-week journey from lack to abundance through gratitude. Go to georgianbenta.com slash abundance course. That's georgianbenta.com slash abundance course to join me now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you experiencing more lack in your life than you used to? Unfortunately, some things are not in our control, but we can control how we see them. Join me on a seven-week journey from lack to abundance through gratitude. Go to georgianbenta.com slash abundance course. That's georgianbenta.com slash abundance course to join me now.